Hey, Silo, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Good, good. I'm Tom from, you know, I got soul.com. It's good to meet you. Tommy boy. Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> yeah, man. I was just, I was just listening to your, your new single, Lead Me. Now it's stuck in my head already, man. It's, it's, it's such a dope song. Thank you so much. I'm glad you think so. You know what I love about the song is um, the live instrumentation. Yes. You know, I know you recorded, you know, and just the, that vintage soulful sound, man. You know, it's just like, that's what I, as an R&B lover, that's what I was missing in music right now. Absolutely, man. Something, uh, something organic and, you know, uh, it's uh, it's antique, you know what I mean? Uh, and I say that because that's the difference between something old, vintage, and antique. You know what I mean? Right, uh, right. You know, you have to appreciate something like that for it to appreciate and maintain right. value. You know what I'm saying? So it's, def it's definitely nostalgic in that way, you know, uh, sonically. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, pretty much a period piece, but we make it current. You know like we make it rele relevant, you know what I mean? Right. Is that kind of the sound you're going for in this whole new album that you got coming out? Yeah, man, I think, um, you know, uh, I, I think that it was a conscience uh, effort on, on, on Dan Auerbeck's uh, behalf as producer and visionary for the project. You know, we, we, we initiated the project by, by me going to Nashville and, um, you know, we only uh, had discussed sitting down and writing some songs. So I thought that it would just kind of be uh, a few writing sessions with him. Uh, collaborating on, on songs for the sake of placements, you know, right. here and there. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I had a little a downtime, and so, like, I wanted to make myself useful, and I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, right. and, and of course, it was an, an honor and an acknowledgement, you know, uh, for Dan to have reached out to me in such a way. So, I definitely jumped at the opportunity, and, um, you know, so, for about three three months, we kind of um, were going back and forth, and I spent, like, you know, a week or so there, uh, over the course of, of like three months. So I, I probably, uh, over the course of like six months, I think, you know, so mm -hmm. I spent probably all together a month's worth of time writing songs, you know what I mean, uh, in week intervals. And then uh, maybe that last time I went, he said, hey, you know, it'd be nice to hear what your voice sounds like over these songs. So, right. you know, me being a little, you know, um, not naive, but, but nonchalant, I didn't realize that he was kind of, you know, secretly, you know, building a project around me, you know, and uh, so ultimately, uh, in two days, I recorded the, the album, you know, the physical wow. album. So, you know, what he had done from the demos, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we, we wrote songs to, to uh, acoustic guitar, uh, ukulele, you know, made like real, <laughs> a real simple, you know, um, like I said, like a real vintage approach of the way that we went about it. And then mm. uh, he had, he, you know, he went to compose sheet music. And by the time I got to that, There were elder statesmen, you know, like, yeah. you know, gray haired, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like in their 70s, some of them, you know what I mean? But, you know, uh, really seasoned veteran studio musicians and, and, and so on and so forth. And so, you know, it was really unique and original experience for me because I'd never recorded with a live band. So what you're hearing is just the one time down, you know what I mean? So, oh. you know, so it, it, it was really, uh, an, really an, an amazing experience for me. It's amazing. And the, and the new album is called CeeLo Green is Thomas Calloway. You know, yeah. what I love about your music is that you, you do your own thing. You don't necessarily follow what's trendy. You just make stuff fresh. And, you know, you know it's, it's totally different. Like this new single sounds like nothing else that's out there right now that we can get our hands on. So that's what I love about what you've always come with. So talk about what it's like approaching music in that way. Um, I've been, I've been um, really fortunate throughout the span of my career to um, 
to offer alternative um, and kind of fill these voids with, with a uniqueness, um, uh, you know, and, you know, th these kind of rare, you know, these rarities, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, I, I, I like to, you know, consider myself uh, a shaman for, for that old spirit. You know what I mean? Like, I got all of those ghosts in me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, I have to exercise it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, on, on, on occasion. And so, you know, I'm just really, I'm just a really honest, you know, uh, a transparent artist. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I'm, if something is, is genuine to me, I'll express it, you know what I mean? Like, with the utmost confidence. And then I'm also, like, a win, lose, or draw type of man and artist and individual. And so, right. like, you know, if I commit myself to craft, I'm all in it at 100%. And that type of integrity, uh, you know, um, and dignity, you know, it has to count for something at the end of the yep. day. And, I, and I've really been fortunate uh, to um, to act out, you know, uh, in that way. And it really, you know, be the love that, that that's, you know, invested into it, be reciprocated the way that it has. So, you know, right. I'm fortunate in that way because I've been I've been an anomaly, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, almost all of the time throughout, throughout <laughs> the course of my, my career, you know? Definitely a beautiful thing. And I don't feel like you get enough credit for your vocal abilities, you know, I think because you have such a unique tone, people sometimes tend to overlook it. And, you know, I remember hearing you on the first Outcast album. And from that point, it's like, man, this guy's a true soulful vocalist. Like, where did you develop that, your your, your talents originally as a, as a singer? Um, you know, earlier today, I was describing, um, you know, the title of the album, CeeLo Green uh, is Thomas Calloway. And that's basically, uh, you know, a way of trying to define the duality, you know, um, and that split personality between uh, CeeLo Green, the the artist or the persona, and Thomas Calloway, you know, the writer, you know, um, and, and author, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like uh, Thomas Calloway writes the songs that CeeLo Green performs. So CeeLo mm. Green is, is a fan, you know, and, okay. you know, and Thomas Calloway is, you know, the man, you know, what I mean? right. like, you know, the man that I am, the heart and soul, you know, uh, and, you know, and sincerity, you know, of me, you know, uh, and so therefore, I'm saying all of that to say that I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, the ones that paved the way that came, you know, before me. And so, you know, I think it kind of started, I got cultivated just by, if there's one rule of thumb that I go by, is the fact that in order to be great, one was, one must first have great taste. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I kind of always have instinctively gravitated to what's good, you know, right. and, what's, and what's great, or at least what's good to me. And I have a really diverse uh, listening palette. So I've listened to everything from, you know, ABC to REM to yeah. not to, you know what I mean? Um, you know, to, to whatever, you know, and um, I'm just, a, I'm just a fan of music. So as far as soul is concerned, yeah, it's just, it's just more or less, it, it, it initiates itself as, um, as fanship, you know what I mean? Like you, you in, in the first form of flattery is imitation, and then right. it comes uh, a second skin, and then an embodiment, and then you um you you filter it, you know what I'm like you know into your own hybrid theory, you know what I mean? Like and all right. of a sudden you and all of a sudden you become you because of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm 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 nothing without those things that have inspired me, and that's that's. Al Green, that's Bobby Womack, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's Earth, Wind & Fire, that's Jackie Wilson, that's right. Prince, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so just to name a few. That's amazing, man. You know, I was reflecting back earlier on your time on the on the show, The Voice, and, 
you know, a show that really recognized true vocalists. You know, you're a true vocalist, obviously, but I, you know, as an R&B lover myself, I'm not hearing the vocals I want to hear from from new R&B artists. So I always found it interesting to hear that, you know, on the show, they were definitely promoting that type of stuff, but we're not hearing it in the mainstream. What's your take on, 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 on what's missing, the missing link of why we're not getting true vocalists coming out nowadays? Um, because I think, um, you know, art, art doesn't necessarily imitate life anymore. And I'm saying like, uh, art imitates industry, right? Standard and status quo formula and format, you know? So, um, I think that, you know, we've all bear the witness to people succeed, uh, with the, with you know, the least amount of integrity. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, you know, it's, it's vindicated by viewership. You know what I mean? Like, success and streaming and, and numbers and statistics. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it lacks soul and it lacks substance. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and it's not significant. It's just disposable art. You know right. what I mean? But people don't call music music anymore. We, if, if you notice, it's now considered content. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know if that's if that's regression or what. I'm saying like it just kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? But um, you know, I, what what I don't what I don't appreciate is and see if you see with me like if you have a moment with me, I'll name those namesakes. You know what I mean? Like alongside myself, you know, and I'll acknowledge right. them higher than myself. So um, um, you know. Um, people can go and reference them. So, like, it's always that's the reason why I was able to function, uh, in you know, with the voice and do so well, you know, on that platform as well too. Because for me, it's always about music education. You know right. what I mean? Uh, and so sometimes with the younger generation, man, like they like to believe that they that they're doing something for the first time. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. there there is no. I was talking to my son, you know, the other day, and we were just talking about sampling because he's a producer, and I just said, man, like. What a gift and what a glory it is, you know what I mean? Like for those for those elders and the ancestors to go into those studios, you know, in the in the sixties and the seventies and you know what I mean, like and record yeah. all of that beautiful instrumentation. There's so much more to sample from. It's almost like they left us a a scroll or you know what I mean, like it's it still it still remains as a bridge or or a grail. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. just that, you know. Uh, as far as content is concerned, you know, radio stations and even television stations, they're more concerned about airspace, you know what I mean? Like in ads, you know what I mean? So you, it could be just about whatever. And we don't realize that there's a daily diet of uh, self-loathing and, and, and just, you know, really mm. destructive, you know, non-constructive behavior and narrative. You know what I mean? And, and since we've been dealing with quarantine and dealing with virus as of late, you know, music, you know what I mean? And you know, the, the diet of, you know, what we ingest and internalize and adopt as an, as an ideal, as a thinking, as a function. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that is the truest virus. That's the most, that has caused us the most detriment, more than this right. month or so worth of quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you ask me, you know what I mean? So that, <laughs> the, the ignorance of that fact, that is our true enemy. You know what I mean? Ignorance is always our truest and most, uh, most, uh, you know, um, strongest enemy. Wow, man, that's deep right there. <laughs> You're right, though, man. You didn't speak one wrong statement there. So we, I gotta we, ask. We gotta have music education, man. We gotta throw it back. We got to. We've exactly. Got to. You know what I mean? Because 
I believe that we also suffer from from ADD. You, you know what I mean? Like um, to where we can only be satisfied for seconds at a time. You know what I mean? Right. Like when there was a time when songs could be 10 minutes long, 16 minutes long, a Herbie Hancock instrumental, you know what I mean? Or something like that. You right. know what I mean? Like, you know, long gone are the, are the days of free jazz or um, or even disco. You know what I'm saying? Like with the four yeah. on the floor, that was a method. That was, that was uh, you know, that was math. That was divine math. And it brought people together and it was destroyed because like, you know, um, it was, it was, you know, um, it was an instrument and a vehicle to bring people together. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, you can't conquer unless people are divided. And so, right. you know, implicated far before, far long before, you know, this social distancing that, we, that we're dealing with now. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Let me ask they, you. They, they, social, they socially distance us with, with categorizing music. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that topic, man. I, I hate when they put labels on stuff. And I even I even feel bad that I mentioned you in, in, in R&B in this conversation because you can't really fit your music just into one box. You know, I don't want to right. put it like that. Um, but let me ask you, I love R&B history and music history. And um, I, didn't re I found something out today I didn't realize. You were on TLC's Waterfall doing background vocals. Yeah. Is that true? Take us back to that. I'd never heard that story. It's true. Um, you know, there was a time um, uh, in Atlanta when we were a really close-knit community, um, and everybody, you know, there were only a few studios to, to go to, um, and, you know, only one major label, you know? <clears throat> and so you know, we, we called Atlanta a little big city, you know? <clears throat> so... Um, with that, how that happened was uh, Rico Wade, one third of Organized Noise, who produced uh, all of the, um, the the first Goody Mob music and Outkast music, as you guys may know. Uh, right. You know, him and Tion, uh, T Boss from TLC, were really good friends, and they had relationships. And you know, to make a long story short, you know, we we were all friends. And um, you know, Marquez Etheridge, a good friend of ours, and who was more or less you know, one of the resident writers, you know, um, for for the dungeon uh, was just more or less a gun. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like he was there for whatever, what, like, hey, I got a, I got a melody. Oh, I got a hook. Or try this or that. You know I mean, like he's just one of those, one of those working parts, you know what I mean? You know, that, right. that, that gave us all, you know, like a, a, a function. So anyway, he wrote, he wrote Waterfalls and I demoed the song. I, I sung the entire song initially. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then they, they uh, you know, they decided to, uh, to, to keep me on with the, with the backing vocals, which was cool. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. yeah I, I got to ask you about one more song real quick. Okay. Um, a music soul child song you had, Moment in Life. I'm a big music fan. And that one had Kindred the Family Soul. That's such a unique song. You know, yeah, like, do you remember doing that one? Absolutely. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Um, me and me and music befriended each other because I, I uh we went on tour together. I opened up for for, for music um mm. when he was having his moment and what a moment he had. I mean like uh uh really really successful uh run. You know what I mean? And so uh yeah, you know, he invited me to, to do the record and you know, I loved it. You know what I mean? And uh it's it's probably one of my favorite uh collabs that I, that I've ever done. You know, a lot of people mention that one you know what i mean that's one of their favorites i hear that one a lot i hear rick yeah. ross tears of joy 
You know what I mean? That's one of the people's favorites too. And that's so, one of the people really like North Star that I did with Offset. Nice. I was actually going to mention one more, and that's Little Star for you did with Khalees. You remember that yeah. one? Oh, of course. That was a, I like that one a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was. Uh, <laughs> me and Khalees were also friends too. Okay. Um, and she recognized me, you know, as a writer. And, um, you know, I'm always flattered and, you know, uh, and prompted by, by the opportunity to, to go in and try to, you know, con contribute and do my best, you know what I mean, especially for the sake of someone who, who's depending mm -hmm. on me, you know what I mean? So uh, I always feel commanded by that, you know what I mean, and humbled by it. So, yeah, L Little Star is just a song about that same kind of humility, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, nice. I was kind. Of, if you listen to it, I was kind of vibing off of the spinners, uh, if you recall. Mm. Uh, working, wow. <laughs> working my way back to you. I'll be working my way yeah. back to you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, man. And just just final question for you before we get out of here. Um, just thinking back to when you stepped out as a solo artist from Goody Mob. Do you, do you remember what that decision was like to do that and, and pursue that solo career after having so much success with the group? Yeah, um, if you uh, if you recall, um, even you know people, I see people mentioning the the unsung episode last night. Uh, I hope I really hope people enjoy that, and um, you know, uh, it's it was discussed, it was agreed upon, you know, and it was initiated by us being um, separate entities, and we were just kind of being practical in a way of where we could all, you know, seize the opportunity while, while, while the, you know, while the door was open. Outcast had just opened the door, you know, LaFace Records was interesting and okay, Rico Wade, organized orders, what else you guys got? And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, you know, we, 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 we were all friends from, from school and from the neighborhood. So it was, it was a really natural for us to do it, but it was agreed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Cujo and Timo, Let's be let's be factually accurate. They started Goody Mob. That was their group. Um, I came in as a solo artist, and Big Gip and Cool Breeze were actually in another group called the East Point Chain Gang, and they had just disbanded, uh, you know, not too long prior. So he came aboard as a as a solo artist as well, and um, so you know we didn't realize that we would gel and um, you know stumble upon a synergy that was that really signified something uh you know and you know we didn't realize you know that we right. would become beloved in that way and it would lead us into a career you know uh where, where it garnered us um you know three consecutive gold albums but you know at that time it was my uh you know it was my prerogative you know <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh you know to 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 step out and 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 show the world what I what I was made of, and obviously, right. you know what I mean. As you see now, uh, I was right. I was right to do so. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I couldn't really, I couldn't really guarantee it for anyone. You know what I mean. And I think there was a little bit of apprehension, even though it was agreed upon, because you know that it's it's equal parts. You don't you don't necessarily want to see your friend fail. You know, at something that they want right. to try for the first time, and then you also don't want you know success if in fact success happens to take that person away from you you know what i'm saying so like it's mixed emotions you know what i mean like you know so 
but I, I, I knew intuitively I'm, I'm very trusting of my instinct and intuition and my spirit and my soul and it spoke to me and I knew that it was time. And I mean, like I had paid my debt uh, uh, to Dungeon Family, you know, by, by, by aiding us and being instrumental in us having, you know, a, an illustrious career, you know what I mean? Like uh, as Goody Mob. And I always knew that I would return back home. I mean, like, you know, I just needed an opportunity to win, lose, or draw. And I won. Gotcha. I, I won a couple of times. I mean, I took the leap and I landed on my feet. Yep. <laughs> yes, you did, man. You know? And the rest is history, man. Thank you for sharing that story with us. And then what did I do? I, I, I brought my success. You know, I brought it and I shared it. I brought it back home and, and you know, and put it on the table. That's important. And, and, and here we are again, 25 years later, you know, celebrating ourselves and the success that we've had. You know, all of my brothers are still alive and well. Um, you know, uh, we succeeded, uh, whether it be moderate, you know, saying like, you know, or what have you, or milestone, you know what I mean? Like, you know, with individual uh, uh, and independent endeavors and projects, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a multitude of, of music people can go and find, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes, right. you know, um, certain projects don't have the, the budget, you know, where, where the marketing and the, and the promotion is as, Re relative or apparent as other projects. You know, I was signed to a major label, so you saw what I was doing a lot more. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, that that's what it was, but um, nobody's nobody's mad at each other, like, you know what I mean? Because that success, you know, is only helping us, you know what I mean, um, going and going forward. And here we are. I'm an independent artist again, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So therefore, I can now do what I like to call the one-man Wu-Tang. And what I mean by that is, you know, <laughs> I have an album with Dan Auerbach coming out. Lead single is Lead Me, as you know, uh, on, all, on all of the platforms. It's number two right now at, at radio for most added records. So it's, it's doing amazingly well, you know what I mean, like, you know, over this last week. And um, then I'm also recording an, another Goody Mob album as we speak. So, wow. you know, so I'm doing that. And then also I'm, I'm recording Norris Barkley at the moment too. So I'm very, very busy. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Very, very proactive. Like I'm going to be so prepared. People are going to be so pleased. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, shocked and satisfied. You know what I mean? I just try not to stretch myself too thin where the quality okay. of the content suffers. So it takes a little bit more time, you know, to get in these, you know, separate, you know, head spaces. You know, I have to compartmentalize you know, I'm CeeLo Goody when, I, when I'm Goody Mob. I'm myself as CeeLo Green. And, you know, I'm uh, I'm whoever that other guy is, you know, in Gnarls Park. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call him. Oh, man. I love it, man, CeeLo. Just really admire your passion and your hustle, man. You know, working so hard. You know, we're definitely, you know, behind you supporting, especially as an independent artist. We're even more happy to support you in what you're doing. Love that first single. Definitely looking forward to hearing the album. Thank y'all, man. And thank y'all for the love and support throughout the years. There's much, much more where it comes from. We really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And um, it's all for the love of the people, man. So, like, I just want to send out uh, love and, 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 and admiration, uh, a word of compassion, and a, a gesture of kindness to those who uh, are suffering from a little bit of a uh, mild case of cabin fever, being quarantined, <laughs> for those who may have been stricken with the actual illness, and, and for those families who may have lost someone because of this ordeal, you know, so you're in our thoughts and you're, you're in our prayers. You know, we feel for you and we have compassion. And hopefully our music can be considered essential in this time of need. 
you know what I mean? Like, cause that's the purpose that we would like to serve. And that has always been our mantra and our mission statement. You know what I mean? Like power to the people, much love. 100% man. Thank you so much for your time for this interview. We appreciate it. Before you go, do you mind just giving us a drop real quick? Oh, for sure, man. This is yours truly. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got it. I got it. You could, you could just say something like, this is CeeLo Green and you know I got so. Oh, this is yours truly. The human vaccine, CeeLo Green. Oh, you know I got soul, baby. Appreciate it, man. Thank you again for your time. For sure. Take care. Got it.